Welcome to hour number two of the BCSM Sports Wrap. Brian Fulford and AD Drew here doing a live version. Now that we can officially say there are no more Saturdays without football, we decided to come out and do a live show because uh, I think that's what we're going to start doing here coming forward every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that means there's no more Sundays for us, Brian. Yeah, see, this this means that uh, I Except we got one Sunday. Huh? We won't want one the Sunday of Labor Day because we'll oh, be yeah. we'll be at games on that particular day. Exactly. We'll be at games. Yeah, exactly. I'll be in Miami Gardens. You will be in Montgomery, in Montgomery. Alabama. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> we, we thought, look, we're going live and, and it'll be interesting because I know obviously on Sunday mornings, you'll get a chance to get the first reaction with uh, Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU Sports Lab. And then we'll be able to talk and come back later in the evening and kind of, uh, you know, after you kind of had a chance to really wake up and breathe, uh, you know, kind of tune in and talk about some of the games, maybe a little more in depth, maybe just some different viewpoints and angles, things that we were able to digest. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this uh, works out. So please make sure to like, subscribe, share the show, let your friends know. Uh, what we're what we're over here doing so let's get look we we want to start we talked about week zero earlier let's kind of get into talking about some of the matchups in week one because those are less than two weeks away so a week from Saturday that's when the first game actually excuse me a week from Thursday um, because there are a host of games that are playing on uh, September 2nd which uh you got some Division II schools, uh, Lincoln, Albany State, Shaw, um, Shawan. You've got Texas College starting their season. Mississippi Valley State is even starting their season on the road against Murray State. So those are all Thursday night matchups. But we're going to break down some of the more hype games, the games that we're excited about. Uh, so no offense if your team didn't make this list. We're going to do a top five because that's what we do. We do top fives. Everything we do, top fives. So we got some matchups that didn't make the top five, and this was much debated, but we, we got to mention these games anyway. I, we've got a game matchup that's kicking off at 4 o'clock Eastern in Dover, Delaware, between Bowie State and Delaware State. Uh, Division two versus D1. Now – What's interesting about this, a couple points to remember or think about here in this game. 
Bowie State has not lost a regular season game in 16 games. They are on a 16-game regular season streak. That includes conference championship games, which count as regular season titles. You know, last year they finished 11-0, lost in the first round of the playoffs as their only loss of the season. So they are on a 16-game regular season streak. The last time that they actually lost a regular season contest, October 6th, 2018 against Shawan, that was by a score of 42 to 23. The last time they lost to an HBCU, notice I said an HBCU. Wait a minute, you mean Shawan is not an HBCU, even though they're in the CIAA? No, that's I, you know, okay, you're correct. Yeah, no, just for just in case people didn't know that. So the last HBCU loss was October 15th of 2017 to Virginia State. 47 to 35. All right. So keep keep in mind, they have not lost to an HBCU since 2017. And then for Bowie State, the last non-conference loss came August 30th of 2018, the first week of the season of the 2018 season. They lost to Wagner College 40 to 23. So now, Drew, this this game against Dell State, which is going to be on ESPN3 at ESPN Plus. Uh, no real attraction, but there's a lot of things at stake in that ball game. Yes, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, Bowie, obviously, Delaware State has twice as many scholarships as Bowie State, which is always the intrigue when Division twos play FCS teams. But Delaware State picked to finish at the bottom of the MIAC, you know. Bowie State is one of these teams that people are talking about potentially moving up to Division I and the BAC, especially considering the money that they receive from the state of Maryland. So here's a measuring stick. Can Bowie compete at this level with the limited number of scholarships they have now? So if you give them the same amount of scholarships, what would that put Bowie at? That's the intrigue of this game. And Bowie is the ranked team. Ranked number 18th in the AFCA Division II polls. They are the ranked team coming into this contest. So you, you take that for what it's worth, D2 versus D1. Uh, and, and Bowie's getting a check. So, hey, how, what do you know? So, Dell State, watch out. I know it's the Give Hall me your money and take this L. Yeah, yeah, model. exactly, exactly. You know, Hall of Fame for Champions Weekend up in Delaware State. Watch out. Another game that didn't make our list, another D2 versus D1 matchup. You've got Virginia Union at Hampton. Classic old-school CIAA rivalry. Uh, The last time these two teams got together in 2019, I remember, uh, oh, that big running back from Virginia Union just running all over Hampton. Uh, (laughs) So I can't think of his name. His name just slips my mind right now. Shame on me. But uh, Virginia Union got the win. It'll be interesting to see how this classic plays out. And then another HBCU D2 versus D1 matchup that didn't make that did not make our top five. How about the Labor Day Classic? Miles at Alabama State. Scary game for Alabama State, in my opinion, because Miles, the two-time SIC champions, uh, recruiting rights and bragging rights will be on the line. We already know that Alabama State has played tough games or had to deal with Tuskegee 
Well, now you got to deal with Miles. Drew, that's in your neck of the woods. What is this game like for Albany State and Miles? Uh, that would be Alabama State. I'm sorry, Alabama State. Sorry, yeah. Uh, it's almost as hype as the Tuskegee-Alabama State game is. I mean, you've got – it's for recruiting within the state of Alabama. And let's be real. Coach uh, Donahue Ely, you know, there's there's some grumblings going on around Alabama State about Donahue Ely. Is this game a potential audition for Coach Reginald Ruffin, who has done a tremendous job at Miles? Sooner or later, somebody's going to come knocking on that purple and gold door at Miles and say, come wear our colors. Is this is this an audition? I, I'm just saying. A.D. Drew, ladies and gentlemen, at, at BCSN Drew, that, that's the guy who, wow, just just come out come out and just hit everybody with a chair on the back of the head. There you go. Got I love it, Drew. I, I love you. Not scared to drop a hot take at all. All right, let's get to our top five, our top five hype matchups for the week, week one. We're going to start with number five, that Labor Day Classic in Houston, in H-Town between Texas Southern and Prairie View in BBVA Stadium. That's an 8 p.m. 7 Central kickoff. Uh, number four on our list is actually the Black College Hall of Fame, or yeah, the Black College Hall of Fame Classic, which is on a Sunday, Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern between Grambling and Tennessee State. Uh, that'll be on ESPN Plus, 4 o'clock. Obviously, two teams, two historic programs. And it comes to, when it comes to uh, NFL players that have gone into or that have been drafted or played from these two universities, I think these are two of the top three, if I'm not mistaken, or at least two of the top four. And then of course, what, what's the, what's the record about championships, Drew? HBCU championships. Uh. Tennessee State has, I believe, 16, and Grambling has either 13 or 14, somewhere up in there. They're, right. they're Both of them in the top three. All right. If you got that wrong, you know people going to – you're going to hear from people about that one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, number three. I do know Tennessee State is number one overall. Okay. All right. All right. Number, number three on the most hyped games for that weekend is the last game of the week. Red of the weekend, the Red Tails Classic in Montgomery in the Crampton Bowl on ESPNU, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central kickoff, Fort Valley State versus Tuskegee. Uh, we will be at that game. Drew, you'll be at that game. So that'll be a good game. I love the promo by Robin uh, Roberts, by the way. I didn't, I, I didn't know about her connection to the Tuskegee Airmen. So I love that promo. Uh, I guess I guess what you have to be, you know, when when you live in a town like Tuskegee, you know anybody who ever laid roots in the uh, town of Tuskegee, such as uh, Kenan Ivory Wayans was a student at Tuskegee at one point in time. Bet you didn't know that one either. I, I definitely did not know that. Definitely did yes. not know that. Now, number two is a game which I think is one of the – nobody. I, I feel like nobody's talking about this game. But it's Alabama A&M or Alabama A&M hosting South Carolina State. You've got the preseason predicted number one in the MEAC versus preseason number one in the SWAC. 
Uh, you're talking about the, the MEAC SWAC challenge I know is, is against two different teams the week before. But when you talk about you're having the best from one conference against one of the best from the other, this is a, this is a heck of a contest. And it's got the little added bit of juice, Drew, that they played in the spring. A lot of talking went on in that game. And, a- and the Bulldogs from A&M ended up winning that game. And they did most of the talking on the road. So let's see what South Carolina State does uh, with, with uh, sort of their full complement, their full spring, their full roster, hopefully. Well, that'll be a 7 o'clock Eastern kickoff, 6 Central. The Lewis Cruz Classic in Huntsville, Alabama. That should be a great contest. Anything you want to add on that one? Well, this is a, a follow-up to the BX SWAT Challenge. You know, South Carolina State is sp- considered to be the class of the BX with FAMU, Bethune, and North Carolina A&T gone. So how they perform in this game will give people a good measuring stick on how strong the BIAC is or can be and whether the BIAC deserves, quote-unquote, respect with the top with some of the top dogs leaving the BIAC this year. I think South Carolina State has, I've said it before, has the toughest non-conference schedule uh, in, in, in HBCU football. And they have the kind of schedule where they play three SWAC schools. Yeah, I think three or four, three. They play a, They play both of the A&Ms, Alabama and Florida, Bethune, and uh, somebody else I'm thinking. No, they, and they, then they play A&T. So, I, I mean, what a, what a non-conference schedule for South Carolina State. And, and why, I'm just saying, watch out for South Carolina State. That's all I'm going to tell you. We'll just keep an eye on how they play. They get a few wins under their belt. Dangerous team. So that just leaves what? Our most hyped game? Yes. I, I think without a doubt, FAMU versus Jackson State. Uh, we, I, I've said it. I've, I've said it with uh, on, the, on the show before with Neely. I think this is going to be a game where the, we're going to look back in four years and count the number of pros that played in this contest, especially with, you know, the recent transfers that – Florida A&M got the, the transfers we know about. I, I think each team has at least a half dozen potential players that could be playing on Sunday. And when we come back and look at this game, we're going to say, wow, this was talent. There was a lot of talent on the field to open up the 2021 season. I'm just looking, I mean, this is going to be a great contest. I'm, I, I have no, no words other than great, exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> That's all I can say, Drew. I mean, has anybody talked about any other game when it comes to HBCU football besides this matchup between FAMU and Jackson State? No, and that's why I said the A&M South Carolina State game is probably as big on any other week, probably is as big a matchup as you can get, but it's being completely overshadowed by the hype of just FAMU and Jackson State, you know, and I think the A&M South Carolina State game is – just as big a contest as that game in terms of what it could mean for the season, you know, but, but it doesn't mean it's not a, it's not a conference game like this game. It's not a conference division game. You know, somebody's in a hole with a loss. So obviously this uh, FAMU Jackson state game means more. So I, I, you have that. And, and, and so, and I think that's the, the one other thing, 
two of these games are actual division games that we have on this list, Brian. Number one and number five being the FAMU Jackson State game and the Texas Southern game, preview AM game. That Texas Southern preview AM game for two teams that a lot of people are expecting to finish at the bottom of the SWAC West. Well, the winner gets a leg up and gets a chance to possibly be in position to steal some games later on during the season. So that's why that game really, really intrigues me also, in addition, of course, to FAMU Jackson State, just just the hype of that game in general. Right, right. Let's uh, before we hit the break, let's quickly just kind of mention some of those HBCU versus HWCU games. Now, these are those what we might call paycheck games. You know, these are and, and I don't know, might not necessarily be paycheck games because we're usually when you think paychecks, you're talking uh, the FCS playing one of the power fives. Yeah. Not necessarily the case, but these are games that I think the HBCU plan has an opportunity to win this ball game. And so I, I think for some conferences, the SWAC, winning these games against other FCS schools, maybe catching a win over an FBS school, that also improves the ranking. Um, so if we want to see a SWAC school in the top 25 national ranking, you got to beat some of these teams out here. So let's go through this list quickly, Drew. Uh, we starting five to one. Yes. All right. Five to one. Now we've got Lenore Ryan versus Virginia state. Now what's interesting about this contest, Lenore Ryan is ranked sixth in the nation preseason poll. Virginia State, though, this is a, this is one of those games that kind of plays into what your regional rankings as it relates to later in the year, right? Correct. And it just, it just so happens that at the end of the 2019 season, after Virginia State stole a win from Virginia Union, um, they they missed out on getting to the playoffs. Uh, you know, a little, you know, we, we might call it controversially, but, you know, it it kind of played against them somehow where they missed out on a chance to play because of the regional rankings. Well, if Virginia state is able to come out, get a win, how about being competitive, you know, stay within maybe a touchdown of Lenore Ryan again, nationally ranked number six, that could go a long way for Virginia state. Right. Yeah. And, and it's a home game. It's a home game for Virginia state. Right. And what you have to remember going back to that 2019 season, In the top 10, at that point in time, going into the last week, the CIAA had four teams in the top 10. Bowie State was was at number three. They were were a solid end. The only question was whether they will remain high enough to get a home game. Virginia State was six. Virginia Union was nine. And Fayetteville was 10 going into the last week of the season. So that loss and then them not playing, excuse me, that even though they won, them not playing the following week allowed them to drop from six to at least number seven. And somebody was able to get in either as a preferred qualifier 
or just bumped him up. And I believe it was uh uh it was a team with a W, Wingate or something like that. Uh that that bumped him, but somebody bumped him from six to seven. Right. So it was a, it was a combination of things, but they thought they win. This game will go a long way into ensuring that they don't get left out of the dance this year. 6 p.m. kickoff at uh, Rogers Stadium, uh, Virginia State. Make sure you show up for that one. Number four, how about this? The debut of Jason Rollins, Southern at Troy, Troy, Alabama. That's a, that's a 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, no, correction. All right. That's uh, so, nope. Okay. Norfolk State versus Toledo. That's number four. My list that I wrote down is wrong. Uh, we don't even have that Southern Troy game. But anyway, Norfolk State, Toledo. So that game is in Toledo, Ohio, 7 p.m. Eastern. Debut of uh, Dawson Odoms in Norfolk State. And I think the reason we uh, spotlighted this game, uh, you, you know, Toledo, uh, you know, Mac school, middle of the road, Mac program, very beatable. If Norfolk State, which which look, we all we hear about is Norfolk State and their veterans, the veteran ball club, Dawson Odom's coming in, uh, new coach. If that team can 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 play a solid, mistake free brand of football, they they might very well be able to pull up an upset over Toledo. I I don't know. What do you, you got? You got personal interest in this game though, right, Drew? Yeah, I got a nephew who plays uh, for Toledo, so. I'll be watching that one out the corner of my eye while I'm watching uh, some other games to see how my nephew does in that game. Don't know if he's going to actually be getting time in that game because he's a he's a redshirt freshman. But I'm definitely going to be eyeing that game to see if he gets in and how he does on a personal level in that game against one of our HBCUs. All right, number three. Uh, not, hey, I'm putting – now this is one – I'm telling you now, uh, pay attention to the line, pay attention to the numbers. If Bethune Cookman is a is a is a dog, I'm telling you now, Bethune Cookman is a live dog on the road at El Paso, Texas against UTEP. Uh, in uh, that is a 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central game on ESPN three. UTEP was one of the worst programs in college football in 2019. They they lost 11 in a row to end that season. They lost to some pretty bad FBS uh, program, FCS programs in 2019. They played two games in 2020. They won those games. They were they weren't big wins. They were like under four point wins uh, against average competition. I'm telling you now, Bethune Cookman going into this ball game live dog. Just just remember what I told you. Live dog going out to El Paso, Texas. Number two, the Aggies taking on Furman, uh, North Carolina A&T. Uh, they've got a strong history over the last three seasons of beating, you know, FCS and even a couple of FBS programs. They need to stick with that. They're going on the road to Greenville, South Carolina, taking on Furman, who's part of the Southland Conference, I believe. They this A&T moved to the Big South. To make a statement, they moved to the Big South to sort of give themselves a leg up in these playoff rankings. When you start to see what happens, now they need to go out on the road, beat Furman, uh, part of a part of a well-respected conference over there in the Southland, and uh, that'll be a big game for A and T to open the season on the road. A and T is one of those spotlight teams, ranked number twenty-five, I believe, in uh, a lot of polls nationally. And the number one game, the number one most hyped game 
HBCU versus HWCU. How about Savannah State versus Valdosta State? Uh, wow. Talk about Valdosta State, not shy about playing anybody, not shy about playing any HBCU. They've got three of them to start the season, if I'm not mistaken. But how about Savannah State? Uh, one of the one of the favorites to be uh, in the uh, SIC championship game. Big recruiting base right there in southern Georgia. I'm sure southern Georgia, northern Florida, uh, up in the Carolinas. If Savannah State can pull off a win, and I believe they're at home too, if I'm not mistaken, Drew, right? Is Savannah State at home? I don't remember whether they're at home or not in that game. I'm looking now. No, technically, okay, so Savannah State travels over to Valdosta State, but that's not a far ride from Savannah from Savannah to Valdosta, right? It's about, it's about a three-hour ride. All right, well, look, Savannah State keeps – I've heard them talk about how great their their alumni base is. They they should be packing that whole visitor side at Valdosta State Stadium. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. That's going to be a good game. Good game. Valdosta State, one of those – this could be another one of those, uh, what, playoff preview games. Yeah, right? this is a because this is a region game also because both Savannah State and uh, Valdosta State are in the same region which ironically is the same region that Lenore Rhine and Virginia State are in. So the, those two matchups have, will have a lot of playoff implications down the line in November. All right. Uh, we've got to catch up on some breaks. And I, look, we don't do top five polls, uh, preseason polls, national polls, but we, we do our own personal poll. Drew and I, we do our own personal so we're going to share our personal top 10 preseason poll. It's our personal, not the BCSN, not the sports rap. This is Brian and AD's preseason top 10 polls coming up in the next segment. So you got to make sure to come back and uh, let us know if you agree or disagree with us. We'll be back right after these words. You're watching a BCSN sports rap with Brian and AD. We'll be back in just a moment. The inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic is personal to me. It's more than a matchup between Tuskegee University and Fort Valley State University. My beloved father, Colonel Lawrence E. Roberts, was a proud member of the Tuskegee Airmen. 922 brave pilots, also known as the Red Tails, fought in World War II. The Boeing Red Tails Classic is more than a celebration of HBCUs. It's a reminder of the Tuskegee Airmen's valor and sacrifice the first class of black fighter pilots who trained at Tuskegee Institute in Alabama during the height of Jim Crow, fighting for America, while in many ways, America fought right back against them. This inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic, this football game, is for them. And it's quite special that this game, which will be played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, opens the 2021 college football season on Sunday, September 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. When you watch this game, please remember its larger meaning, that it's for a group who advocated for themselves while still facing prejudice and discrimination in the segregated army. The Tuskegee Airmen story hardly gets told enough. I, proud daughter of a Tuskegee Airman, join others who champion their legacy and how they influence generations of black cultural and political leaders.
Both of my great-grandfathers have been a part of that study. My roots in environmental health come from my great-grandfathers. They were sharecroppers, and then later they were able to own land for their family for generations to come. My ancestors' connection to the land has given me a strong care for our environment and how that environment influences human health. I am a fierce advocate for equitable treatment for all. The ways in which COVID-19 ravaged Black communities show that we have underlying vulnerabilities when something like a pandemic hits. The path from tragedy to triumph travels along the path of learning. Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Gurley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash tickets. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian and AD live on a Sunday after the last Saturday with no football. Beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Got to thank again Charles Edmond for joining us in the first hour. That podcast will be up a little bit uh, later tonight. Make sure if you look, however you're listening and streaming to us, make sure you're a part of the BCSN Pod Zone. All of the shows that are part of the Black College Sports Network are on the pod zone. We're talking our show. We're talking Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, the Carlos Brown Show, the pregame show, uh, Knights of the Roundtable, which are starting back again. When, Drew? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. In In which we will reveal the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association's top 10 poll, both major and mid major. Nice, nice. Uh, also, uh, you can catch the ONG Strike Zone, which is a show uh, dedicated to Florida A&M University Athletics. Uh, Brave Talk with Charles Edmond covering Alcorn State. Uh, so whether it's uh, schools or just HBCU sports in general, you can catch it all on the BCSN Pod Zone. B.J. Jones and the B.J. Jones show will be joining us pretty soon. And we might even have a few other surprises and some other shows, you know, as more people, you know, want to come be a part of what we're doing. Uh, Before we get into our personal preseason top 10, obviously a little bit different than uh, I wanted to. I thought it was interesting to look at the the, what's going to make the swag so interesting this year. I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. By my count, Drew, there are nine returning quarterbacks of the 12 schools. Now, I'm basing this either on returning from the spring or in the case of Alcorn 2019. So this this won't be a year primarily for the SWAC where you got a lot of new faces. And, and I think that's going to add to the level of competition, the heightened competition that I think we're going to see. And I think it's going to separate some people and make for some pretty exciting games. But of the nine, here's tell me what you agree, if you agree or disagree, with my top nine 
uh, from what you like. You want me to go from one to nine or nine to one? Nine, uh, let's go nine to one. Nine to one. I've got uh, now Texas Southern uh, played a redshirt freshman, Jalen Brown. Actually, they had a, you know, he played the last game of the year. Texas Southern only played about two or three games last year. He played the last game of the year, I believe. Uh, 21 of 37, 281, and a touchdown in the INT. Um, he's the most experienced QB. The other QBs that played in the spring, I don't believe, are still on the roster. Um, so he may be the incumbent, but it's interesting to see there. Number eight, uh, Tarzan Connolly from Prairie View at number eight. Uh, you know, it's interesting. He's a young man, started the last game of the spring against UAPB where he threw up 341 with three touchdowns but had three INTs. He split time in the other two games with a young man who's no longer in the program. And actually, take it back a couple of years, he played seven games in 2019 as the number two guy behind Jalen Morton. So the most experienced guy Prairie View is Connolly. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets the nod. Grambling, number seven, Elijah Walker, the redshirt junior, was originally a Louisiana Tech transfer. He took over after Jeremy Hickbottom left. I just remember Coach Fobbs speaking to Charles Edmond at the SWAT Media Day, talking about how he really liked Walker and his command of the huddle and things. And so I think Grambling uh, might have their quarterback for the next season or two and Elijah Walker. I've got him at number seven. Number six, Jelani Eason, who's a grad student now from Mississippi Valley State, he came over from Portland State uh, in the spring, or actually uh, a year ago, played in the spring, three games under his belt. Uh, didn't look too bad. And I think your optimism, Drew, of Mississippi Valley State has a lot to do probably with Jelani Eason at number six. All right, here's the top five. Five uh, redshirt sophomore Ryan Nettles of Alabama State. Uh, he was the SWAC freshman of the year in the spring. Um, I think there is a lot to be optimistic about for Alabama State. Number four, I've got Ladarius Skelton at Southern, the uh, two-time Bayou Classic MVP. Even though there's a lot of talk about Southern possibly playing a couple of quarterbacks, I think Skelton is the guy. If Skelton, if Skelton is right and Skelton is playing well, I think Southern will roll and they're, they're going to be difficult for people. Number three, I go with Skylar Perry, UAPB, uh, threw four touchdowns in two games, helped lead UAPB to a SWAC West division title and uh, to the championship game. Look forward to see. We've seen nothing but good things from Perry, so I, I expect that to continue. Number two, I got to go. This is tough, but I got to go Harper at number two. Felix Harper at two, and that means I got a quill glass at one. Agree, disagree, where you got? Uh, hit the wrong button there. Uh, give me that five to one. <laughs> give me that five to one again. So five, I've got Ryan Nettles from Alabama State. Four, Ladarius Skelton at Southern. Three, Skyler Perry. Two, Felix Harper. One, and Quill Glass. I you might make an argument of switching four and five because Nettles, especially with uh, 
the receivers that he had at Alabama State took what this back this spring did good. You know, he came out. No, he's an older quarterback. You know, he's started 18, 19 year old quarterback like uh, like you get a lot of these guys. He's a, he's a redshirt so. sophomore, so he's got three years of college under his belt, right? Right, but he but he didn't go straight to school. If I remember his story correctly, he's oh, okay. he's got a year or two off. Oh wow! Okay, didn't know that. Yes, if if I remember his story correctly, so he's got a level of maturity that some of the other quarterbacks may may not have. No knock against the other quarterbacks. So that would be the only argument I would have. You could possibly switch four and five. You know, one, two, three, almost splitting hairs. But Glass is. Definitely the class of the swag when it comes to quarterbacks. He may be the best quarterback in the swag since uh, Steve McNair. And right now, probably it's like uh, Tavares Jackson, Jackson? Jackson was. Yeah, I was going to say, you put him over Tavares Jackson? He, he as as he's trending, he could he could wind up ahead of Tavares Jackson in SWAC, recent SWAC law. We'll say recent SWAC law. Okay, interesting, interesting. I, I think Glass is the pro prospect at 6'5", 215. But uh, look, Harper, I tell you what, smaller QBs are doing now in the NFL opens the door for Harper. I mean, now is a good time for Felix Harper because there are smaller guys having success. So, you know, I, I think uh, – Let's know, see I, what his accuracy is this year. That's I, going yeah. to be the determinative factor with Harper. Right, 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 right. So, uh, again, and then, and then hey, look, you, so the only three schools that don't have a, 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 a returning starter, Jackson State, who's going to run with Shadour Sanders, um, Bethune-Cookman, who's running with Shannon Patrick, who I, I – Shannon Patrick, who played the dual role back uh, with uh, UAPB in the previous 2018-2019. Uh, uh, so he was a starter for UAPB. Don't sleep on the fact that Bethune-Cookman has a SWAT quarterback who is familiar with people. That That is important. And then, of course, FAMU, most likely we think it'll be Rashawn McKay, most likely. But we, it, you know, still remains to be seen. Okay, so Drew, let's go with our personal top 10. Personal top 10 under D1. Um, I'm not ashamed to say this is my, you know, in lieu of tomorrow's debut, this is my votes, and I'm not ashamed to say my votes uh, that went into that HBCU Pro Sports Media Association poll. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. I'll go with number 10. Well, let, let's do the bottom five. Let's each give our bottom five first. All right. All right. All right. So I'll go number 10, Langston, number nine, Virginia State, number eight, West Virginia State, number seven, Morehouse, number six, Kentucky State. Mm. My bottom five, no, number 10, Tuskegee, number nine, Fort Valley. Number eight, Kentucky State. I'm like, I'm trying. I'm going up and down my list because I I put them in alphabetical order. I'm trying to find my number seventeen. My number six was oh number seven was Albany State and number six was Fayetteville State. Okay, okay. 
Interesting. Okay, so we we agree nowhere. I, and I have so you and you don't have West Virginia State, Virginia State, or Langston in yours, and uh, and I and I don't have uh, Fort Valley, Tuskegee, and there was one other you said in there. All right, Albany. Uh, no, I've got Albany. Okay. Yeah, well, somebody in your bottom three there. To, let's see, Tuskegee, Fort Valley. Nope, nope. Albany. Yeah, I do Kentucky have them. State. I do have them. And Fayetteville State. I do have them. Okay, well then I okay. So my let's see here. Let's see what your top five looks like because I also had Morehouse at seven. You didn't have Morehouse in your bottom five. So let's see. Uh, Here we go. My top five, starting at five. I've got Albany State at number five. Number four, I've got Fayetteville State at four. Three, I've got Savannah State at three, Miles at two, and Bowie at one. So. Uh, All right. What's yours look like? See what we agree and disagree on here in this top five. Already, you all number five, Virginia State. Yeah, wow. You you think that much? You think way higher of Virginia State than I do? Okay. For Savannah State. Oh, okay. Wow. Who do you have three? That's interesting. Three West Virginia State. Ooh. Okay. Two miles, one buoy. All right. So one and two we agree on. Um, I You're a little higher on Virginia State and West Virginia State than I am. Uh, I think you have them both in your top five, and I have them as eight and nine in mine. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, that's probably the biggest shocker and shocking difference between our two polls, our two uh, rankings, or votes, I guess. And, and that's why we go with computer rankings instead of you and I voting. <laughs> Yes. In the BCSN poll, that's why the BCSN went with computer rankings because of the disparity that we have. Yeah, that's one thing we got to tell people. When it gets we the BCSN poll does not drop until the first weekend of October. So in in this case, um, we're going to get actually, four games in before we uh, rank them. Right. So actually, uh, one, two, well, some people may have five games if they play week zero. Right. So after week four of the season is when we'll actually be able to drop the poll. Um, that's when that'll happen. So that way it, we, we would have cleared uh, a whole month of games in September. And I think we'll have a, some, some good metrics to use. So it's not necessarily a voting poll, which there are a lot of voting polls out there. And no disrespect to those voting polls. We're it's, they're fun to do. And we but, participate uh, in them. Yeah, we participate in them, but ours is just more of a ranking base. So, yeah. you know, when we, when we, you know, the numbers don't lie. And so people do, <laughs> or they can. Yeah. As we've seen, no, no as we've seen. All right, let's go uh, to, before, uh, hey, hey, let's go ahead. Let's, let's, te- let's tease out uh, our top in the large schools as we go into break. I don't know what, how to tease it other than saying coming up after the break, we give you our top 10 <laughs> in our Division One poll. So coming up after this break, 
Stay tuned as we give you the top 10 on the D1 side. You're watching the BCSN Sports Wrap with Brian and AD. We'll be back right after these words. Zero Sugar, Sunday, August 29th, 4 o'clock, NRG Stadium in Houston, featuring the hottest HBCU marching bands, Southern University, Lexington University, Tennessee State, Northland State, North Carolina A&T State, Texas Southern, Bethune-Cookman, and Jackson State. Don't miss the battle on the field and the stands with scholarships. Over $500,000 in counting for our HBCUs. It's an HBCU experience you don't want to miss with a weekend of activities with, with the Cracker Barrel Step and Stroll. Pepsi Zero Sugar Emerging Experience, Esports Masterclass and Gaming Tournament, and the free Pepsi Zero Sugar College and Health Fair. Tickets start at $15. Get them right now at nationalbattleofthebands.com. It's the Cracker Barrel National Sunday, August 29th, NRG Stadium, Houston. Gates open up at 2.30. Also sponsored by Cricket and HEB. NationalBellOfTheBands.com. Get your tickets right now. It's been difficult because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. I miss all my friends in school. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccine. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Gurley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash tickets. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for mental health and other resources. Call 211 or visit 211.org. The HBCU football experience is back in Atlanta on August 28th. College game day, the Coca-Cola fan experience, the battle of the bands. The Cricket Miak Swag Challenge will have it all. Visit MiakSwagChallenge.com for more information. Follow the Black College Sports Network on social media at MyBCSN1, the number one, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. All right, welcome back to the BCSN Sports Wrap. Brian and AD coming up here in the close of the show. We wanted to share with you our personal preseason top tens, uh, reminding you tomorrow, tomorrow night, catch uh, season two, the debut of Knights of the Roundtable, a presentation of the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association. Uh, Our host right there, Mr. A.D. Drew, and the unveiling of the new top ten major and mid-major poll in HBCU football uh, voting coming in from all various types of media that cover 
black college athletics. So a nice diverse group of people voting on this poll. Uh, we're personally sharing our votes. So uh, it definitely has some disagreements here. So let's go. Bottom. Wait a minute. Before, before you do that, yeah. Tro- Troy Lamont Coleman says, wait until you see QB1, no pun intended, from A&T. I, you know what? I'm curious about who QB one is. I, yeah, yeah. Tell, who is QB one at A and T? I'm, I'm and very interested. Akari Arnold says Fort Valley is underrated. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, look, hey, Drew, you you think highly of that? Look, that we're gonna find out real quick right at the beginning of the season in that Red Tails Classic on national TV. So Fort Valley is getting a chance to show up and show out right there from the get go. They can show up, just don't show out. Well, right. That's what, yeah, you definitely don't want that to happen. (laughs) That's the Tuskegee coming out at me. I got you. All right, here's our bottom five of our top ten. I'm going to start bottom five. I've got number ten, Alabama State. Number nine, Norfolk State. Number eight, Jackson State. Seven, Southern. Six, South Carolina State. Who's your bottom five, Drew? Number ten. Alabama State, number nine, Central, number eight, this will be a shocker to everybody, Alcorn, number seven, Pine Bluff, Wow. and number six, Jackson State. Okay, wow, okay, well, interesting. Interesting because when you see our top, my top five, um, (laughs) my top five uh, for – the uh, D1 level, number five, the UAPB, number four, North Carolina A&T, number three, FAMU, Florida A&M, number two, Alcorn State, and number one, Alabama A&M. Drew? Number five, my beloved Rattlers of FAMU, number four, Jaguars of Southern University, number three, Bulldogs of South Carolina State, Number two is Aggie Pride, which leaves my number one team as those Bulldogs from the other hill, Alabama A&M. I think the only thing we agreed on was one in ten. Everything else, was, <laughs> I now either you either you think less of some teams than I do, and vice versa. Like let's 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 look at the Allcorn thing for a second. I've got them two. You've got them eight. I'm, okay. You want to ask me or do I? should I ask you? Why do you have them eight? I, I, I've, I, I'm going to continue to say it. They have some tough road games. I don't see them finishing higher than third. But, but what are you basing? Okay, but I, that brings me to what are you basing your preseason on? You know, I, I'm I'm just saying who – I'm based about preseason on where do I think you are going to finish based on strength of schedule, what you have coming back, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not necessarily looking at them as a team and saying this is a team that I think is on paper better than some other team right now? No. Okay, that and and that's good to know because now that would make more sense to me about why you know, for example, you have. I mean, let me see who else. Who else is a, a big contrast? I think that's the biggest one. 
there. Uh, UAPB, I've got them at five. You got seven. Jackson State, I've got eight. You got six. Uh, for example, you don't have, well, Norfolk State, nine. North Carolina Central, nine. It is what it is. South Carolina State might be the second one where I've got them. You've got them ranked third. I've got them ranked sixth. But again, that's me starting the season saying this is where I think people are. Uh, and, and again, I'm going off of what I saw in the spring or the last time they played, you know, comparative to people in the spring. And that's why I still think, you know, three teams that didn't play, Alcorn, Fam, and A&T, are a step above, even on paper, UAPB, Southern, Jackson State, South Carolina State, teams that played in the spring. I, I still think they are that much better than those other three teams. So that's why I've got them ranked where I've got them ranked. So uh, any, any other interest, any other comments regarding my my top 10 versus yours? No, this, it, it, like I say, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Uh, you put Norfolk in. Why did you put Norfolk in? I gave them the benefit of the returners, uh, the veteran, the veterans that they have coming back, veteran quarterback, um, and, and the coach with the pedigree that they have coming in. You know, I, I think I, that I, was the only one where we actually had two. The only t- team difference we had where I had one in versus you not having that team in. I think that was the only one I had. Central end, you had Norfolk in, but the other nine teams, I believe we agreed on, it was just the order. Right, yeah, and you know, me, you know, Southern over Jackson State, I I, I went head-to-head, even though true, it's a not, it's a, new, it's a new Jackson State squad, but I'm still giving credit to Southern saying they've got a veteran group coming back, you know, and I think South Carolina State will be better than what they showed uh, against Alabama A&M that one game they played. Uh, I, I think South Carolina State will have a, a, a good defense this upcoming year. And Troy Lamont Coleman says uh, blasphemous by both of us. By putting A&T number four and number two, he says they are clearly number one, but that is a tough opening game that they have. I, look, he said they're number one. I mean, I don't know. Did I miss something? Did uh, did Boxer Row rank them number one in the, in his poll? <laughs> I, I don't think did he. I, if I, I missed it, I missed it. I don't. I don't think they're number one in. Were, were they number one on Docs in on a Doctor Cavill's poll? No, Alabama A and M was. I look so. I don't know what's so. Will bad. they be number one in the HBCU Pro Sports Media poll? You're gonna have to tune in tomorrow night, right here to find out. Yeah, hey, look, you know, pay attention. And so, I mean, look, a uh, you know, I, I think people still respect a and and think they're worthy. Look, a and is the only top 25 team in the, uh, what is it, the stat FCS poll, preseason poll. But we understand, you know, that, that's kind of curious, I would say, because I, I think there's a little disrespect that they have towards the SWAC and – I, probably A&M probably should have been that ranked 25th team or should have been in the top 25, but we understand that the biggest I, thing. I wonder, if, I wonder if FAMU is still in the MEAC, do they get ranked based on where they finished at the, in the previous year? Um, I wonder if them going to the SWAC actually hurt them. 
in this case. O- over not playing a full season? Yeah, because you know how uh, the BAC has been the, of the HBCU conferences, the BAC yeah. has been the higher rated conference. That's interesting. Yeah, that's so, a, a, I, ju- I just thought about that as you were making that argument. But that's something we could talk about tomorrow on uh, HBCU Pro Sports Media Nights at the Roundtable. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is interesting to see because um, uh, A&M, both the A&Ms got, came in receiving votes in that poll. But, you know, like I said, until A&T starts beating, or until more teams from the SWAC start beating other FCS schools, it's going to always be that national disrespect or just that belief, I should say, that those other conferences are better. All right, that's going to do it for this show. Follow us, hit us up on social media. You've had a chance to kind of digest uh, at mybcsn1. You can hit us up personally at me. You can find me at drb365. That's drb365. Drew, find him at bcsn drew. Uh, that's where you can find us personally. Uh, we'd appreciate if you went again, download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app, my JBN or my BCSN, go in your Google or Apple Play Store, follow, like, and subscribe wherever you watch and listen, and make sure you're a part of the BCSN pod zone if you're just one of those podcast people, and you can just uh, catch all of this stuff, all of this goodness. So big day tomorrow, we begin the first full week, heading into week zero, Uh, We just had our last Saturday without football, so everybody, let's get excited. Get your house in order because it'll be football coming up on the weekends, and you you can't run and hide. God bless. Let's make sure we all stay safe out there. Get a shot. Keep your mask Mask up. up. Mask up. Be safe. Be smart. Look out for your neighbors, your fellow citizens, and uh, hey, we look forward to seeing you later in the week. We'll be live again next Sunday, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. That's going to do it for this episode. Brian Fulford, AD Drew, you've been watching the BCSN Sports Wrap. Have a good night. Uh-huh. But, you know, my